things gay people like. Things gay people like. Things gay people like. Things gay people like. And also things that people who don't identify as gay like. And I'm not saying all gay people like all these things because we all have our own interests. Hello and welcome to Things Gay People Like. My name is Kevin. I'm trying to tell you this just a bit differently. And this is my pop culture podcast. It's all about celebrating whatever you like, whoever you are. I'm a bit sick at the moment. I have... Well, I got it. Well, I got it. Well, I got it! <laughs> Alright, you can't use that. But let's not focus on that. It's Christmas time. Uh, I'm excited about this episode. I recorded it a, a few days ago now. So much. some of what is spoken about is semi-out of date, but that's fine. But no, yeah, so it was a really fun chat with two previous guests. Um, for the first time ever... I had two different guests not in the same room because I had two guests for the Melody Festival and Special from last year. But it was really fun and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, thank you to everybody who um, who rated the podcast on Spotify after the last plea, the last humiliating plea. We are back up to 4.8 stars, which is great. So thank you very much. And um, yeah, I'll be back at the end. My mom will be back. Um, but in the meantime, oh, I forgot to say, if you're just here for... Actually, I was going to say, if you're here for Spice World stuff, here's where you should skip to. We kind of talk about Spice Girls a fair bit throughout. So we'll just get on with it. And um, yeah, let's get on with Christmas special, episode 28. It's time for my guests. Who is it this week? Time for my guests. What, what are their names? names? Time for my guests. It's time to find out. Right now. We have returning guests, and it is essentially... TGPL All-Stars here on the podcast for the Christmas extravaganza. We have Dan from episode one, Spice Girls, and we have Paul from episode, whatever the S Club 7 episode one was, 20-something. We're here for a very special occasion because it is literally 25 years, isn't it, since the film came out? Almost. Yeah. Almost on Boxing Day, yes. Did I? Did you, did you have this idea or did I just force it upon you? To do the film. To do the film as a podcast, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You may have suggested. I feel like in my head it was my idea, but it probably wasn't. Hey, how did I muscle in on it then? You. (laughs) Thanks for having me, though. That's what I'm thinking here, Paul, (laughs) as I sit here. When I first said to Paul about S Club 7... I think you were like, oh, um, well, I would have really liked, um, like, I'll do it, but, like, I really would have liked to do Spice Girls. And I was like, well, it's fucking done. Sloppy seconds, Kevin, sloppy seconds, <laughs> but I'll take it. I would like to say about the S Club 7, if you, if you go and look on the grid on Instagram, there's some great Paul Catamore photos. So thank you for rebirthing those into the world. Both oh, yeah. You. I took them, didn't I? Yeah, of your magazine collection. Dirty archives. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, look, I'm I'm especially excited to have you both here because... Dan, landmark episode and the most listened to episode of Things Gay People Like to this day. Hurrah. There are a few others up there, including S Club, but also, now I love all my episodes, but I just think, Paul, we had a great laugh doing S Club 7 and it makes me laugh to listen back. So um, really, really happy to have you both here. I think, thank you. I think some of the reviews... What was it? Deranged or unhinged? <laughs> unhinged. Or something? Yeah. It was <laughs> something along those lines. I mean, I I'm feel sorry. Like... I, I, I'm sorry for leaving that review. <laughs> I should have taken. Yeah, that off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Christmas. This is coming out on the 23rd of December. We're a few days before that, but um, all is right with the world. Well, it's not, but but Mariah is number one, which is important, which is good. She's number one in the UK, in America. I don't think Ireland yet. Hopefully, this Friday she will be. Christmas levels levels of festive cheer at the moment. Dan, where are you? Where am I? I am... <laughs> Easter. Where? 
Yeah, probably. No, no, I love I love Christmas. I'm just not um just not there yet, you know. Yes, understand. At time of recording, but hopefully at time of release you're right in the thick of it. I will be. Yeah, Paul, you're a you're a Christmas guy? Oh, I'm I'm all there like Mother Claus, literally dancing Christmas snowman in my head. I just love it. Yeah. Amazing. I, I, can, I can tell you, I'm, I'm not that Christmassy yet because I haven't unfurled my 1997 Asda Spice Up Your Christmas <laughs> banner that I get out every year wow. from the uh, Spice Archive. So once that's up and in, you know, prime position, I shall be feeling very Christmassy. Stunning. Stunning. Excellent news. Dan, since you haven't come back to the podcast since the first episode and there has been some Spice activity, so let's just yeah. jump into it now. There has been some anniversary releases. Generally, uh, how many copies have you bought and how do you feel about it all? Okay, so when Spice 25 came out last year, I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to buy all of those, but obviously oh, yeah. through the course of this year, I bought all the coloured vinyls. Okay, um, Not listened to any of the coloured vinyls, just looked at them and yeah. admired them. And I have got the picture disc of Spice World 25, mm-hmm. and I'm pleased to report uh, live that <laughs> my Spice World 25 CD book and Spice World 25 Stress Ball have been dispatched and should be arriving <laughs> on Saturday. Wait, is that, that's Perfect. not a thing. I, yeah, it, it is a thing. a thing. They're selling a, they're selling a Stress Ball uh-huh. and it's got delayed, so mm. things have arrived. And uh-huh. I just got this random Stress Ball arriving um, on Saturday. So <laughs> delighted, I'm sure, when it comes. So, yeah, I know I've bought into the anniversary releases. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... It is what it is, isn't it? So we're not getting anything new, so may as well revel in it, even though it's a bit of a cash grab, some might say. But the most important thing that's happened in Spice World since is, uh, since we last spoke, um, is Mel C has done quite a bit, and she's released her autobiography, but I will save that for a later part of the... Oh, fabulous. Yes, I want to hear all about that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, of course. And um, Paul, Rachel Stevens, Mighty Hoopla, do you care, and to what extent? Um, I mean, minor, never been to Hoopla, bad gay. Very exciting, I'm sure. Will you go? Maybe, actually. We'll have talked about going next year. I'll see you there. Come on, let's just do it. We're out of Let's do it. We need to do it. I, she's doing the Saturday and the Sunday. I'm just doing the Saturday. Okay. Um, it seems like do a better think, lineup. Go on. Do you think she will do some S Club uh, songs? And if so, which ones? I imagine Surely. Natural, yeah. which is a fan favourite of mine. Yeah. Yes, but also I saw an interview with her on the Mighty Hoopla website uh, this week. And she alluded very strongly to be performing the single that could have been, should have been, Show Me Your Colours. I would be into that. Yeah, yeah. Viva la Fiesta finale. I can see it. (laughs) I really miss you. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) anyway, anyway. Um, Let's get on with things and get into some festive TGPL news. TGPL news. And welcome to TGPL news. Paul, what's your top story? Okay, so... In two minds about whether to raise this, it might be a bit news nighty, but are we talking about Harry and Meghan? Oh, we can. Oh, no, it, it was on mine and I didn't know how to approach it. Is there it entertainment go. news? Is, is it a documentary? Is it? What is, is it? it? We can do heavy hitting. We can do heavy hitting here. On, okay, on well, here we go. Like. Kirsty Walk, eat your heart out. I think it is entertainment because it is so ridiculous. I was in real, I, like, I'm a big fan of the Royals. It's on Netflix. It's very well made. I've only watched one episode and I'm completely hooked already. Okay. I kind of feel like Harry is better without Meghan. That's not a diss on Meghan. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think I'm going to enjoy it. I haven't watched any of it. I was like, you know what? I'll just see the bits that go on Twitter. Like, I'll see the bits that 
come come into my path interesting really why because i thought that as well and obviously for every quote in the show there is like a full daily mail article but actually i think some of it is really taken out of context so yeah watch for well, yourself I, I and don't decide. go to the daily mail website but oh, yeah no, fair, fair, fair. no oh my god no <laughs> <laughs> the, the main thing that i've seen that i thought oh was the curtsying, the big theatrical curtsy. I don't know if this is a spoiler for you, Paul, if you haven't seen the episode. Yeah, no, I've seen She's like making it. fun of it, I guess. Well, no, I don't think Highlighting she is. the ridiculousness, no? No, I don't think she is. I think she's making fun of herself oh. rather than, yeah. So Well, that, doesn't that just yeah. go to show how things can be there picked up a little bit differently? Thank you for that insight. Dan, tell us what you think. I love the royals, like Paul said, and I was really happy when, you know, they got married and, you know, I got my M&S tin and I waved my bunting and everything. I was really happy. And it's just sad that they left. But when they left, I thought, you know, just go off and, you know, go away. And going into the document, it's not a documentary, it's a good piece of PR, Ooh. you know, going into watching, yeah. watching the, watching the series, mm-hmm. I was, I was like, oh, I don't want to hear them, but I'm compelled to watch it. And I, I watched it and I thought, actually, you know, you, you're really in love. Good for you. I mean, we don't mm. need to hear it, but good good for mm. you. You know, if, if someone, you know, made me that happy and I could earn 80 million from a Netflix documentary, maybe I'd, I'd do it as well. But yeah. I, I sort of wonder what's the what's the end game of it? What do we want to do after all this has died down and you, you, you've you you've bitched and moaned as much as you need to? And I'm not saying it's not fair <laughs> or you, you know, once you've done that, yeah. what are you going yeah. to do after that? I so. suppose like the main thrust of a lot of their activity recently has been we haven't had the chance to tell our side of things. And it's like now, okay, they can't say that anymore because like we've had a few chances now. And so once this has been out, like that's it, like it's out there. So as you say, like what happens then? Like what is the what is the point of it all? Well, um, we all read the autobiography. That's what happens. Oh, spare. Yeah, spare the book, of course. Mm. Yeah. I suppose we will just see what happens uh, with all that. There's another volume to come out, I think, at the time of recording. There's more explosive stuff to come out. And I like mess as a person. I like drama. I like mess. I like controversy. So, and I don't have a connection to like the royal family particularly. I, I'm not protective of them in the ways that you may be. Um, so I'm just here for the for the fallout and the drama. And the drums. Yeah, yeah. I, under- I understand that. Let's. I'm just waiting for it to be covered on the crown. Yeah, yeah. I would love the crown to get properly up to date. Dan, did you have a top story for us? Well, the only other thing that I noticed um, was, you know, bringing it back to Girl Bounds is the announcement of Cheryl in yeah. 222 uh, Ghost Story. And I've been wanting to see that for a while. I haven't seen it. And they've had people like Lily Allen, etc. So mm. I might I'm, I might go and see it because I just want to see the show. And, you know, having a Girls Allowed in it as well might be quite interesting. Yeah, I think I would probably go along, like, if I was still living there. Paul, would you go? Do you care? Absolutely. I've asked for tickets for Christmas. Oh, I, I do care. <laughs> I love scary stuff and obviously love Cheryl. And the tickets are only a tenner. Are they actually? Oh, wow. The great thing about it being a scary play is that they've dug up that, you know, the haunted bit with Yvette Fielding uh, and Girls Aloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ghost ghost stories or ghost (laughs) Ghost hunting, whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they are classic bits of, you know, noughties, uh, reality TV and girl band TV. Definitely. I had My story was just about... I don't know how much either of you will care about this, but there was an announcement yesterday at the time of recording about Drag Race and all the new series that are coming out. But the one that took my eye or that caught my eye was Global All-Stars. Paul, you contributed to our Drag Race episode saying over it too much. Oh. It's just too much Drag Race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she got the wine. 
<laughs> would you would global all-stars be enough to get you back into the drag race machine or are you done you know what i watched the whole of the most recent uk series and and good on them you know they're up in their profile it's fun it's campy it's a big inspiration for a lot of people i've just seen it so much it's it's yeah. so formulaic now it's hard, and... to, hard to be excited yeah I think I'm done. Like I watched the, every episode in the most recent season, apart from the last two, including the finale, because I actually oh, wow. didn't care that much. So okay. I think I'm done, but good on them. <laughs> Dan, what's your what's your current status of Drag Race interest? So I, I watched the first couple of UK series uh, yeah. and, uh, and and like those. The other ones, it's just not my bag. Um, hmm. Sort of a US polished drag like that. I do prefer gritty funny uh british drag and irish yeah. as well yeah yeah so um so i've watched the uk ones not so fussed on the us international or global one maybe i'd take a peek so yeah yeah T- to me it's a bit strange because we already have like these versus the world seasons like uk versus the world canada versus the world but now they're also adding in a global all-stars like but uh, there are a lot of good characters who have been on in in the past and who I would like to see again. Um, and I got in touch with Johnny, who was on our last episode for a statement, our Drag Race correspondent. He says, I think for it to be fresh and exciting, they'll have to change the All-Stars format. It'll be it'll be interesting to see who they get to judge it and whether it will be truly global or only the queens who speak English um, or, you know, like down under, you know, all those. And whether they get B on it, who's like the perennial uh, non-winner. I think one thing they could do is have winners as guest judges and maybe some kind of location change mid-season a la ANTM. So just really wanting to mix things up because there is definitely a formula and it's it's still doing well, but it is just being regurgitated. But for me personally, I'll definitely be watching Global All-Stars because I just I, there's a lot of queens that I would like to see again and I kind of just watch them all. Like, Well, with the exception of like some of the other territories ones because there's a Sweden one coming out, there's a Mexico, there's a Brazil. Like, I'm not probably not going to get involved in all that. But when it comes to the American ones... Uh, the UK ones and any kind of let's throw everyone together. As of now, I'm I'm still interested. Um, Dan, you never got a chance to take part in Who Have You Met That's Famous because it wasn't a thing in it your, in thing, your episode. It? No. So let's give you the jingle and then let's ask you the key question. Who Have You Met That's Famous? Who, 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 who have you met that's famous? I was thinking, uh, you know, you said you know, how can I connect it to the theme of this podcast? Mm-hmm. So I've got three connections. They're quite tenuous, but anyway, I'll go with them. The first one is Priscilla Samuels, who people will know is the choreographer of the Spice Girls. She's credited on Spice World, the movie, oh. and she did, she choreographed the iconic stop dance. So on the 1998 Spice World tour, she came out afterwards at Wembley's, uh, Wembley Arena, and I think she might have signed my program and uh, had a few chats with her then. Obviously didn't take a photo because I didn't have a disposable camera with me. Yeah. I've not met any of the Spice Girls and I don't think I wish to because they say, you know, never meet your idols. Um, yeah. But after the first night in Blood Brothers, my friend Cindy and I stood by the stage door um, of the Blood Brothers Theatre. Um, we had seen Emma Bunton come in and she was there at the first night as well. We waited and because it was the first night, um, Mel C was not imminent, you know, imminently coming out of the stage door. So we waited for ages and then there was a flash bulb of lights and she came out, got in her cab and drove off. Okay. And that's no no comment on Mel C because I know, you know, she was out there doing lots of signings and photos on other nights. But on that first night, yeah. she was, I'm getting the hell out of here. So I was close to her, but haven't met her. And probably let's keep it this way. And the other third 
connected to Spice World the movie is um, Michael Barrymore, who I've met twice. Oh, wow. Um, since since his troubles, right, um, yeah. So I met him. I went to the filming of Any Dream Will Do, which um, found Lee Mead to be the Joseph in the Amazing Technical Dreamcoat. Yeah. Um, and I I sat next to him there. He didn't come back for like the voting bit afterwards, so I don't know where he went. But anyway, we we exchanged a few words, um, and then about a couple of months later, I saw him in Vauxhall in Fire Nightclub. Oh, so uh, right. um, he didn't he didn't remember me, and it wasn't a moment <laughs> to chat to him. But uh, obviously, he makes a, a, a cameo, and we'll, we'll talk about it later. A memorable he appearance. The movie yeah, he does. as um, the dance captain. So yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you, thank you for that. All right, let's get stuck into what we're here to talk about. Twenty-five years, almost to the day since the release oh. of this remarkable, remarkable piece of uh, cinema. And so let's get into the deep dive. You know, it's time to deep dive, deep dive. Everybody want a deep dive, deep, deep dive. Okay, so here we are, Spice World the movie. Now, I will just say up front, I watched it uh, yesterday and today, and I think it was the first time I've seen it since release. Maybe the second time. Maybe I watched it one time since then. But um, I think so, I think so. But I went to the cinema to see it. I remember seeing it in the cinema. So tell us, do you watch it, like, um, often? Do you have a number of times you've seen it, Paul? (laughs) No, I mean, I think often is a bit of a stretch, to be honest. (laughs) And I did watch it again last night, and I absolutely loved it. And I think, you know, for me, it really evokes memories of Boxing Day 1997, where I was so excited to go and see it at the cinema. And then I had norovirus, so I was vomiting all day and didn't get to see it until January. Oh, no. Oh, no. Which was very upsetting. So, it's you know, it holds a special place in my heart. No, They're never going to win an Oscar for it, are they? But... Yeah, I just love it. Do you know what? I will say, and this is a preview of my thoughts on the film, I had a good time watching it. Like, it, there, are some, there are some dodgy bits. It's very silly. Silly films can exist. It, there's some really good lines. Um, I had a good time with it. Dan, uh, what is your history with this film? How often would you like crack open your VHS or your DVD or whatever? I'd say I probably watch it a couple of times a year. Yeah. Yeah, I do have... All, so when it was released on VHS, mm-hmm. it was as Spice fans will know, they released it in limited edition tins. I've got all six tins, yes. The one I bought at the time, yeah, Paul's holding up his one of all, all mm-hmm. five uh, members on there. I bought the posh one originally, and inside the posh one, I have actually got the cinema ticket stubs oh, from Yeovil, Yeovil Somerset, Welcome to ABC Spice World the movie. Oh. Um, oh well, this is the fourteenth of the first nineteen ninety eight. Oh, and the fifth of the first nineteen. Is that for, like, for um, Waterworld or something? <laughs> so I might have gone. Oh, here you go. Oh, and the thirtieth of the twelfth. I always thought I saw it on Boxing Day, but maybe I didn't see it on Boxing Day. Go. Definitely saw it on the thirtieth of December, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Um, at eight forty uh, p.m., and I paid four pounds thirty for oh the uh, the privilege of of watching that. So I watched it quite a few times on theatrical release. Yeah. Um, I own a number of VHS, and I obviously own the DVD. And some may call it a uh, a look into the kaleidoscopic world of the girls who took the pop uh, world by storm. At least that's what it says on the back of the tin. Oh, is it? Okay, right. Okay, fine. <laughs> they don't just sing. <laughs> they don't just sing. Yeah, I was looking it up, and uh, its Rotten Tomatoes score is not great. It's in the thirties. But do, do, like when it came out, did it get did it get slated? Like, do you remember that kind of context around it? 
Yeah, for sure. I do remember that, you know, the big film um, show over here was Barry Norman, you know, movies, film 97. Mm. Uh, And he went on set. So I think when you go on set and you meet the stars, you're probably not going to be too scathing about it. But he said, you know, it won't appeal to everyone. You know, I paraphrase. It won't appeal to everyone. But if you're fans of the Spice Girls, you'll absolutely love it and your kids will love it. And, you Mm. know, I think that's what it did. Yeah. Yeah. I actually remember that Barry Norman interview. Was it the birth scene that he was? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I think it did get slated if and I, I can understand why if you're not a spice girls fan this film is going to be completely meaningless there's no plot to speak of i mean there is a plot it's a little bit all over the place but i, I don't think that matters it doesn't matter like what we were there for was the, the songs the big hair the big shoes like the the theater of it all and the thing was they released it on boxing day by which point you know we all had a sugar high from cadbury spice girls Chop Chops at Christmas 97 as well. All our Asda cakes and everything. So it was just capping off a massive year, the biggest year for the Spice Girls. So, And we'd heard about it all summer. And it was really audacious, actually, because they went to Cannes for the film festival yes. in May of that year. It was originally going to be called Five. Um, and then oh. when they were there at the press conference, I think the the placard said Spice the movie. So they'd not even coined Spice World yet. Mm. And, you know, it probably was still being written at the time. And there they were, you know, standing on top of the Hotel Martinez, which I've been to uh, as a pilgrimage. <laughs> and, they, and, and they were there saying, we come to our movie. And they held a press conference and invited the world's press. That's audacious to, to, to do that. I don't think many bands could command that attention now for a film that hadn't even been made and that sort of genre of um you know pop stars making films you know, it's based on the beatles a hard hard day's night type of idea hadn't been done you know correct me if i'm wrong but for quite a long time what was the s club seven movie called kevin seeing double Oh, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, the style wouldn't be perfected (laughs) until years later when Seeing Double (laughs) came out. Um, So I have vague... Now, you guys know more about, you know, the the Spice history than me, but I remember hearing that supposedly they recorded the Spice World album while they were making the film. Is that right? Some of it. That wouldn't be why they were making the film. Some of it, yeah. Yeah, I think they had had a trailer, didn't they, on the set. That's what I have like in a mind. kind of yeah. sound a sound recording studio where they go and like write in inverted commas and then sort of record stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I I think there's a lot of connections between the album and the movie as well. I do remember a story. You know, whenever you hear Jerry or talking about, and she probably was right. She probably was the the force behind all of the ideas. But I remember her saying, I think she was like leaving the set one day in her car, and you know that she was being mobbed by fans, and it was mm-hmm. just all too much. And ha ha, I'm going to write a song, and it's going to be too much so yeah they, they they squeezed it in and around and i think all their recollections and all their autobiographies and you know what they've been um on interview to say is that we're just exhausted during that time i think they're all quite proud of the movie and they look back on it with fondness and they've all got kids and the kids have all had interest and watched it so i think it's great for them as well it's a bit of a time capsule of you know london in the 90s and cool britannia yeah i was gonna yeah that that really struck me while i was watching it actually yeah definitely captured a moment in time and like it's no surprise that people slagged it off because it even says in the film like and there are some like meta moments you know it's um you know they've had a lot of success very quickly get ready for the backlash and it was like it was always gonna come and almost the film is like a two fingers up at even that prospect it's like we know you know people aren't gonna love this but we're having fun and our fans are gonna like it and generally people received it well like the fans received it well and in the years since this is a question I was going to ask later about its legacy, but 
particularly with a generation of gays on the internet, people really hold it in quite high regard, don't they? I think they do. I think you're going to come on to quotes later, but, um, you know, there's loads of quotes which have made their way into memes and T-shirts and everything. You know, it's had a, uh, a re-release. It's on DVD. I don't think it's on streaming at the moment, which, fingers crossed, I'm hoping, is because there's a big, you know, Spice World 25 oh, campaign coming up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> don't burst my bubble, bubble yet. I had to dust off the DVD player last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, I think we've been to see viewings of it at the RVT as well. I think the RVT have done... Uh, Spice World bus tours around London of the locations and people get dressed up so mm-hmm. it's got a bit of a cult feeling about it and yeah. I think you know the people who loved it at the time love it again now I did have this question in mind is it actually good or are you just gay what's your answer <laughs> I think it's a it's bit of both right <laughs> yeah, I, do. <laughs> I do think it's a bit of both I don't think any self-respecting gay or movie fan would be like this film is the production is A++ you know the the acting is amazing although i do actually think some of the acting is is good but it's just captures that zeitgeist isn't it It, it's the 90s it's growing up and realizing that you're gay and being into the spice girls and girl bands and wanting to be them and wanting to be friends with them you know it just captures that moment i think that's a really nice moment to look back on i so i so chuckled when i saw that question that you wrote that is yeah. yeah but i i think you know not everyone's gonna like everything and exactly. you know you do it for your fans and maybe you want to grow your fan base and have a few more and you know the parents will go along it was good family fun and Ooh. you know it's it's definitely got a place in, in in history and i have to say breakout star in there victoria beckham the thing oh, i was watching agreed. that back she is given some of the best lines and she is known for having a really dry sense of humor and they really played to that she's got zingers left right and center she does and we'll come on to it i suppose when we talk about our favorite quotes and um and some of the um contributions we've got from the listeners but yes it's I, it was nice for me to see because of course as we know the stories about oh victoria's mic wasn't even on or wasn't even there when they recorded wannabe and she was never in the top four uh, most prominent vocalist in the group like she just wasn't and um and this looking at it now is like this is like a showcase for her and her persona i just think she ho- i really think she holds the whole thing together she's a comedy genius there are several several really really uh, great moments for her which is nice to see which is nice to see and i wasn't expecting actually when i was uh re-watching i was like wow she really comes she comes off really well in this tell me do you have um, Annie, Dan, I know you do, but tell me what kind of as big spice loons, what kind of like merch have you got? Have you got like little collections going on? What are your favorite items? Paul, you go first. Uh, I'm going to show you my Chris Packet selection. There it is. Oh my goodness. Okay. You might even want to screenshot that and like add it <laughs> <Yeah>. somewhere. <laughs> Actually, let me, let me do that. Um, who have you got more of? I had a lot of baby and ready salted. So I've got, I've got a giant salt and vinegar. Ooh. I've got uh, the Doritos Jerry. That's a random salt and linica. I don't know why I've kept that. Um, <laughs> Etc. And I've got all the chocolate wrappers too. And do you, um, do you think they are, you know, just the funny thing to think about is, do you think they're wrappers, you know, crisp packets that you were dipping your fingers in? Or is it preserved dippy fingers of someone random oh, from 25 years ago? Do you know what? I don't even want to know. But I think I think I will. I would have bought them myself. I like crisps and I like the Spice Girl, so... Sure, where do you keep them? They're all very well maintained. Like where, they're in the where, same where, where file with the Paul from S Club Seven pictures. Okay. <laughs> Not <laughs> even joking. Perfect, perfect. 
Um, do you have any other highlights of your collection? I do. Obviously, the Spice Movie bus. Uh, oh, yeah, I've... in original packaging. Original packaging, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. The, the Spice Girls, the movie, the tin, um, yeah. lots of press clippings, etc. Um, and now I'm a bit embarrassed. <laughs> Don't be, because now we're coming on to Dan. So, uh, Dan, <laughs> please, well, please I'm... be more of an obsessive than me. Please. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm looking at my taste as a 43 year old man. I'm looking at my tastefully de- decorated living room with the Spice Girls Lego figurines. You oh know, my god, the pride, same. Mine are in my place living room. up there. Um, uh, I'm always here for the merch. Actually, I've got an Instagram called My Spice Stuff, which I started oh, yeah. and then I haven't really kept, uh, haven't put much on there. But at some point, I will put the stuff on there. In fact, I've got most of the sort of commercially available stuff, so I haven't got anything, haven't got many things that you know other Spice fans wouldn't have. But I was going to document it on there because I quite like looking at other people's Spice collections. So I haven't done that. So following as we speak. (laughs) So I I will get back to updating that. But because I've moved back to London into my um, uh, bijou um, Mm pied-à-terre, I'm actually paying money to store my empty crisp packets and Cadbury's and (laughs) Chupa Chups things, you know, (laughs) elsewhere. With other stuff as well. So, um, yeah, but I do like them. I've got all the movie tins. Um, I remember on an early oh, sort of ex- college exchange or something, getting Spice World Dare film from Germany and being very excited about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've loved some of the stuff they've done recently. I'm not down for all the all the hoodies. Actually, I'm wearing a Spice hoodie at the moment from uh, yes. the, the the logo artwork from the wannabe uh, single. So yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've sort of had my fill of uh, apparel, but um, also all the vinyl that's come out recently is beautiful. Mm, okay. You have a step to me poster though with lyrics, oh, wow. with those lovely <laughs> outfits that they wore to uh, promote the And on the back is this well-known boy band. I don't know who the fuck this is. Code Red. Code oh, Red. rings rings a slight bell. And did you did you drink? Did you get the ring pulls and get step to me? Sure did. And the Janet Jackson mini disc. <laughs> did you? <laughs> Well, I must yeah. say, I am very, very, very impressed by both of your collections. I've got two framed prints Slightly of the alarmed. original, the original uh, album posters in my living room as well. Oh, have yeah. you? Oh, I'd like to see those. Put them on your Insta. Oh, I'll, I'll send you a picture. My cleaner was like, do you like the Spice Girls or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and? I asked you to think about your favourite moments from the film. Do you have a little uh, top five of scenes or bits in the film that you really like? Top five moments. Let's do your number five and then we'll do Dan's number five. Okay. And we'll go back and forth. Okay, so my, num- my number five is the girls dressed up as trashy mums in the future. I think, you know, you've got Victoria as like a sloshed boarding school mother. Jerry's a trashy mom with marigolds and sporties way net to slob. I think it's the first moment where we actually see them really like acting. Obviously not mm-hmm. acting well particularly, but it's funny. It's fun. They're dressed up, you know, Jerry's banging on the ceiling with a broom. Brucey, damn me. Um, and I really enjoyed that. Dan, what's your number five? I think my number five would be the final scene, the Royal Albert Hall, mm. spice up your life scene. Obviously, it's a great celebration in the end of the movie. The only thing that 
about that scene which really annoys me is the continuity error. So if you look, it's shot from behind, it's shot from in front, and Victoria's hand gesture is different in both. So that really bugs oh, me. No. But it's a great, okay. it's a great performance scene. So that's my number five. Very good. Do you know? I in that scene, I noticed. Um, so there's a shot of the George Went character, who I guess is you know the, the you know those characters. Mm. They, they're trying yes. to make the film about them or whatever. And yep. just right immediately in front of that box, there are some extras. And they're clapping their hands, yes, right? And one of the <laughs> one of these guys, so bad. he's the most disinterested extra I think I've ever seen in my life. And it's so like prominent in the. I'll put it on the Instagram. It's just very. Funny. Yeah, but it's did like, you know that Peter Crouch was an extra in that scene? He was at the Royal Albert Hall, which really? I find really weird. Oh this was God. in a very dark, deep, dark YouTube hole. Yeah, he was there. Did you see him? I don't think you... Well, I don't know. I haven't freeze-framed it to, like, watch the whole thing. I don't (laughs) think you can. Paul, what's your number four moment? Number four is uh, Singing Training with Jules Holland. He's the musical director. They're in a place in London. I can't remember where it is. And it's not so much because of Jules Holland, who my friend always says looks like the child catcher out of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I can see it. (laughs) It's more about the live band. You know, the vocals aren't live, I don't think, but it's the live version from the Istanbul concert. I love the percussion. Uh, It was then that version they did on the Spice World tour. It's just really fun. Mel B's got her knots in. They're just looking really cool and relaxed and fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I love about it is at the end, um, one of the guys in the band messes up the keyboard playing (laughs) and they, what have you done? Left your boxing gloves on, you dear. And like, they have a go because they're like the musical superior. They've got the musical higher ground. Yeah, this highly trained percussionist or whatever, yeah. I took yeah. out of that they were quite mean i thought yeah. that as well actually yeah yeah it wouldn't fly in this day and that's age. the thing there were a few things there were a few things that wouldn't dan number four number four is gonna be another performance for me and that's the opening of too much oh, and love it um i love that it was set in top of the pops and i do believe it was originally going to be move over from ah. the Spicewood album was going to be what opened it so they must have had that plan they must have had that in the can before they'd written too much and then it must have been a last minute change and they did right, too much okay. and that is my favorite spice girl ballad i love the video um which features parts of the movie as well mm-hmm. but i love that opening i love the stylistic is it sort of bond like you mm-hmm. know opening yep. figures and everything and then going into the top of the pop studio um yeah so i just think that's a great performance yeah i think it was really good and too much for me is like probably one of my less favorite ballads like i would put like two become one vive forever and all those above it but and goodbye but mm. when i started watching the film I got a little tingle. I got a little tingle of just excitement and wistful kind of. It's just so lovely that the, the way the song starts. It's like it took me. It took me into it. I was excited. Uh, Paul, what is your number three top moment from the film? High drama at the Albert Hall. Oh, they're a bit tired. They're overworked. They've got the concert coming up, and <laughs> the girls fall out with Clifford, their manager, played by Richard E. Grant, and yeah. they then they fall out with each other. It's all very GCSE drama project kind of like. <laughs> You know, Emma's like, I wish everyone had stopped shouting and like flounces yeah. off. And then Victoria's like, would somebody tell me what's going on? You know, Emma is really like channeling her EastEnders acting experience. It's like top notch. I just love that high drama. Dan, number three. Number three will be the whole Spice Force 5 sequence. They're all these superheroes uh, and... 
you know, master of disguise, Jerry goes into the phone box and she does a quick, quick turn and then she's Bob Hoskins. And then Mel C, you know, is lowered in Mission Impossible style and does a Sabutio kick. Ra rah, rah. Emma's a Kung Fu um, champion. And then Victoria mm-hmm. just stands by a car, which is, <laughs> which is brilliant. And that's all I want Victoria to do in life, just look glamorous by a car. Paul, you're, what's your runner-up for best moment? Uh, runner-up, actually, I'm going to say Spice Up Your Life at the Albert Hall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big, big, big bang finale, choreography, big shoes, big hair. Love yeah. It. Do you know what? It really struck me watching the film as well. The extent to which Jerry is in high drag throughout. Like, just <laughs> yes, so. Total drag queen. And, like, out of step at every single, like. Yeah. <laughs> but the essence of Spice is Absolutely. in that woman and has left that woman in the years <laughs> <Yeah>. since. <laughs> Dan, number two. It's going to be Victoria. They're at dance camp and they're all marching out. Uh, oh, yeah. We're the Spice Girls, yes, indeed, which they repurposed later, later years at 2019 Spice World concert. And then they all come out in their military um, camouflage. And then Victoria teeters out in a camouflage dress and does bits of this assault course that they all do. Very, very funny. Very, very funny. Pulling down her skirt and just like doing Classic. her posh spice thing. Paul, what's your best moment? I've moved these around like all day as well because I was like, oh, no, I love that bit. But no, I do love this. And actually, I think having watched it again just this afternoon on YouTube, I think my favourite scene is where the girls go clubbing with their friend oh, Nicola, yeah. um, Naoko Mori. Oh, we uh, need they to talk go... about Nicola at some point. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. do. God, yeah, get her in. And they go clubbing at the Ministry of Sounds in London. It's the Morales Club mix of Who Do You Think You Are, which I love. Uh, okay. I just wanted to be them. I just wanted to be with them. I just wanted to be there with them. I feel like I may have recreated that moment more than once <laughs> at various gay, gay clubs over the years. Dan, what's your top moment? Well, the top moment award goes to Victoria Beckham, an icon, a legend. She is the moment. And it's when Victoria is kicked off, well, falls off the boat where it's going around Docklands in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's they see a log and then for some known reason, this boat careers to the to the right. And then she flies off the end, Mel C, and these two competition winners like fall into the into the docks. And then they swim over to this bit of flotsam and uh, Victoria's screaming and she's going, Help, help. And Mel C what says, What what is it? She says, This dress is dry clean only, Melanie. Um, yes. just so I like the high drama and the high camp uh, of Victoria there. Doesn't she tell one of the children to shut up as well yeah. shortly afterwards? Yeah. That, and then and then she's like, <laughs> Mel B says, oh, do you want to wear this? She's like, oh, not that desperate or something. She's, yes. <laughs> she's like full sass. Honestly, holds the film together. What bit did I like? Do you know what? The, the one bit that I really remembered from the film, from having seen it in 1997, the bit that really tickled me at the time, and it's not really Spice related uh, in terms of the members, but... I think it's really funny when they're talking about the bus going over the bridge and the guy's like, oh, it's quite expensive. And then they just do a toy bus. Like, that's that's Genius. some funny stuff to me, especially yeah, yeah. me at 16 years old. I was properly I was properly tickled by that. Um, but no, I liked I liked lots of the bits. I, one bit that you didn't mention, neither of you mentioned, that I enjoyed and hadn't remembered was um, seeing them dressed up as each other. That was a fun yes. that was a fun little moment to me. I remember seeing that in the Daily Mirror. I think they were shooting it in a sort of clear office building. And I remember in the summer of 97, see, I think they'd got 
holders and paparazzi pictures of them doing it and it was so exciting to see yeah. them dressed up as each other because they're like their costume is just them isn't it and then to see it mixed up got me really excited for the film yeah a few things jumped out at me that were quite prophetic oh. i mentioned the one about the backlash um when mel b says oh the ugly loser one that reminds me of my ex-boyfriend steven are you thinking of stefan oh is it stefan it's is that stefan, his name yeah I thought it was a Stephen. I thought, wow, what a coincidence. If he's a Stefan, that it's not quite as good. But still, I was like, oh. And then, would this work with only four? Victoria sings, no way, girl. We need one more. I was like, She forgot that sentiment, you know, years later, didn't she? She can do one. Tell me, let's talk about this character of Nicola, because I had forgotten her entirely. Dan, you wanted to just mention her. What are your thoughts on her existence? Such a good friend of theirs, but not good enough to be in the band. You know, is it because yeah, yeah, yeah. she's pregnant? Because they might have a tribunal on uh, on their hands if that's the case. <laughs> or just could, was she not much cop at singing? But um, yeah, and they basically yeah. just all leave her with a Pepsi on the balcony in ministry. Like she's nine months <laughs> pregnant. I feel like that's a bit tight. Like what was the what was the point? What was the point? I think at the end when they're talking about friendship never ends. Okay. I think Jerry gives one of her speeches at the birth of <laughs> this when there's like a hundred of them plus Duffy from Casualty <laughs> around around like this poor woman giving birth. Speaking of Duffy from Casualty, there was one moment. There's a moment where she walks into the room and it's it's kind of the most obvious example of dialogue recorded after a scene that I think I've ever heard. What's going on? She's pushing! But also, as much as we say Victoria was great, and she was, when I was watching that, I was like, at least half of her lines are like recorded after the fact. And maybe some of the other girls. But look, they're not actors, I suppose. They're doing their best. So we talked about our favourite bits. Are there any bits that you're like, do you know what? They could have cut that out. Not so keen. Would fast forward. I think we need to talk about Rich O'Brien. Because... I was, I was going to talk about him. Go on, what do you so... say? I love Rich O'Brien, and I think we—I think he's third gender, and I think he still goes by he, him. But oh. what is that accent? Please, what is that? <laughs> like, I'm from Liverpool, so I can... He sounds like a, a sort of beetle in the 60s. Like, oh, it's just awful. It's like nails <laughs> down a chalkboard, and I don't like the character, and I, the storyline's a bit pointless, although it is obviously right. integral to the kind of paparazzi piece and everything else but it really annoys me and i think it scared kids didn't it because it was coming out the toilet at one point when then there's yeah. stately home so it was a bit of a scary right, aspect yeah. for the younger viewers and i suppose yeah. paul coming from that neck of the woods like you're more sensitive to dodgy accents like if i yeah. hear an, a shitty irish accent that maybe you guys or other people will be like well, that sounds good to me and i just cannot Listen, I cannot cope with it. Yeah, so. yeah, no, I can't cope. Dan, are there any bits that you were like, oh, not keen? The bit that I could do without is the scene in the cafe with Brian, <laughs> I think played by Bill Patterson. The reflections, the, rem- the rem- reminiscing bits of them reminiscing back to that, you know, where, you know, you mentioned it already, Paul, where, you know, Melsey's sitting holding a football, Jerry's watching an old movie and everything. Don't mind those bits so much, but it's the sort of rewriting their history so that they were all sitting around jamming in a cafe and Emma was just fresh from school in her sort of grain chill outfit. And I was like, well, that's that's not true. So I know this is all high fast, but mm-hmm. yeah, it just sort of jar, jars with me. And I don't like that version of Wannabe. So Kevin, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where you mentioned it, but just in the, uh, you know, what's the movie about? I think the key thing we need to say about the movie is it takes place on board the Spice Bus. So the sixth character oh. in 
the film is the Spice Bus. Okay. So the TARDIS light bus that careers around London, daubed in the Union Jack, you know, because uh, it was a few months after Jerry had you know worn it at the Brits and yeah. became their symbol. That was great because they could just send that on location. You got some great shots of London as well. Yeah. And I, I need to see whether it's still still possible. But that, well, I saw it. It was for anyone who went to Spice World 2019. Mm-hmm. They had it outside Wembley Stadium. I don't know if they had it at the other stadium. What the actual the actual bus? The, the actual bus. Oh. And now the actual bus. Last I heard was residing in the Isle of Wight. And if you go to Airbnb or Booking.com, you can go and spend a night on the Spice Bus. So that's on my bucket list because oh, that cool. is an iconic piece of cinema history for me. Yeah, Ab- yeah absolutely cool. agree. I visited the Spice Bus when it was outside that Spice Girls exhibition in London, and then I got a trip to the Airbnb uh, for my birthday this year. Really? And have you been? Have you been? I haven't been yet. No, we're going to go next year, hopefully. Oh, how exciting! Yeah. Whoa, love it. Um, bits that I didn't enjoy. Do you want to be in my gang? Is just like a waste of a musical number to me. Like I don't enjoy it at all. Even leaving aside the connotations, I'm just like, nah. It's inter- It's forward. troublesome, isn't it? I mean, thank. Obviously, they cut Gary Glitter out of it, but I'm surprised they left the whole scene in. To be honest, I actually think it's a like a good performance. I quite enjoy the, okay. the sort of story around it and the, the, their performance. But I yeah. think the song we'd kind of all rather forget, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I also think, you know, before he was unmasked as to what he was, it was a very odd thing to have him in there. Yeah. I don't remember him. I, I don't know. There would have been other people off the time, you know, who they could have duetted with in that. Yeah, they should have got Elton to stick Maybe around. he was just freeing of Elton. Yeah, yeah exactly. that was a fleeting a fleeting moment. Um, I was, so I was going to ask about the cameos. Uh, we mentioned Michael Barrymore. Again, Hate. has had his dream. <laughs> well, really, it was a bit much, wasn't it? Um, it's too much. The gurning, the uh, like, it basically ruins my favourite song, which is Never Give Up on the Good Times. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I can't bear it. What cameos do you enjoy? I mean, it's very short, but I do enjoy Jennifer Saunders. Yeah. And I think the the whole thing to think about this it is it was directed by Bob Spears, who directed Ab Fab. Uh, um, yeah. And Jennifer Saunders, if you think about it, they've got history, Spice Girls appearing in French and Saunders sketches and comic relief. And then obviously Emma would go on to have cameos in Ab Fab, the series, and then mm-hmm. Ab Fab, the movie. So I love that sort of, you know, family tree of, you know. Viva Forever, the musical. I can't go there yet, Kevin. I can't <laughs> okay. go there yet. That, uh, okay, no. okay, that's, okay. That's too painful. Okay. But I um, enjoyed Jennifer. Although she didn't have an awful lot to do, but it was good that she was She was there. funny. She was funny. And then there's the ones we we missed out on. Obviously, we had um, Meatloaf as yeah. the bus driver, mm-hmm. but it was going to be Frank Bruno. Uh, and then they had oh. a disagreement and uh, a bust up and it went they to... They did. Who did? Meatloaf. The Spice Girls and Frank Bruno. Well, he, I think the story goes that he'd accepted it. He was on the set. He wanted his kid to have a photo with them. And it's oh. probably the people around them, you know, said no or stopped them doing it. Um, and he said, well, I'm not going to be in the film then. Oh, wow. And do we care for Barry Humphreys and his whole vibe, whatever he's doing? He's cancelled now, isn't he? Uh, probably. It's hard to keep up. But, like, it just a lot of spitting and just all very unpleasant. I quite, but I suppose, you know, the, the, I actually quite enjoy... Um, They've got a cure for danger, though. They've got a cure for danger. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. such a dad joke. It really makes me laugh. Yeah, it's definitely a dad joke. <laughs> Let's talk about the iconic, often quoted uh, little snippets of dialogue and get into our favourite quotes from the film. Dan, let's start with you. Number five quote, uh, and I'm going to let you in. 
all my top five quotes are attributed to VB. Okay. Um, <laughs> this one is towards the end of the movie, uh, and she just says, shut up, Jerry. And just back to what you were saying earlier about things that would be prophetic, but just there are a few... And Mel C does quite a few eye rolls when Jerry starts talking like mumbo-jumbo about stuff. Yeah. But, there were, you know, you could... You know, now looking back at what happened in the history, it was clear that Jerry was always going to be a bit of a loose cannon. And, yeah. you know, what happened was going to happen. Okay. Just that shut up, Jerry. And it's in the context of she's trying to play I spy in a hostel where they're waiting for bloody Nicola to have her baby. Yeah. And she hasn't had the baby yet. And so she's like, oh, shut up, Jerry. And that is quite a good meme of her. It's like her head in her hands next to the Oh, I know it. Yes, I know it. Very yeah. good. Very good. Paul, what's your number five quote? Well, I'm going to let you into something as well. All my top five are VB. <laughs> Just, I told no you, VB. Just zingers left, right, and center, and it's got, perfect. It's kind of well known. It's the, it's always the same. I never know what to wear. And then Mel C's like, yeah, it must be really hard for you, Victoria. You know, trying to decide whether to wear the little Gucci dress, the little Gucci dress, oh, the little Gucci dress. Very good, very good. I love that it's a exclusive VB uh, countdown. Dan, number four. That was my number four. Okay, done it for me, Paul. Done. Number. Wait, no, Paul, number four. Could somebody please tell me exactly what is the dress code here? <laughs> Victoria Beckham in the Ministry of Sound Scene. Cracker. Dan, number three. Victoria's like going, help, help. And she's in the water in Docklands, bobbing around. Uh-huh. And Mel B, I think she calls her Vicky because like she's the only one who can get away with calling her Vicky. She goes, Vicky, do you want to wear this? And you mentioned it earlier, Paul, but she goes, I'm not that desperate. Thank you. Okay. And that's when they're getting back at them. They're being put, hauled back onto the boat, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. And Paul, number three. I think it's sort of a collection of quotes, actually, from the whole bus chase scene where she's just like, Hold on to your knickers, girls, which I yeah. love, which I did yeah, actually yeah, recreate yeah. that scene when I visited the Spice Bus, FYI. Amazing. Dan, number two. And I'm Victoria Malcolm. Classic. So they're in the hospital. So that is a classic one. I'm Victoria Malcolm and he'd lie on a stretcher. He's unconscious. His parents think, you know, that I don't know why, where Emma and Mel B are, but they're not around. But anyway, yeah. Victoria, Mel C and Jerry are sent to try and like wake him up from his stupor and she says and i'm victoria malcolm and they don't get anything and then actually the line goes on and victoria says quite saucily really she says well maybe you should take your top off jerry and he said well it wouldn't matter because his eyes aren't open then he's like bing like open so you know a bit of adult humor there then the dad has got like a dad smile on his face because he might see some Halliwell cleaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah well uh, james james from our steps episode episode just contributed four words um, for the unpopular opinions slash question section and I'm Victoria Malcolm so there you go it is iconic Paul number two and I'm Victoria Malcolm <laughs> <laughs> we've said it all it's a, it's said a beautiful what line to be said. hello Malcolm it's Jerry I'm Melanie C and I'm Victoria Malcolm Shh, stop it Dan what's your top quote from this film this dress is dry clean only Melanie <laughs> This dress is dry clean only, Melanie. <laughs> Paul, do you have the same one? I don't actually know. That's oh, a bit of a curveball. Fabulous. So it's back to the high drama of the Albert Hall. Oh, yeah. And they all sort of, after they've had their like time in the bath and on the windowsill, they all come back together at the crappy restaurant where they used to pretend mm-hmm. to be formed. Um, yeah. <laughs> and someone goes to Victoria, um, what are you doing here? And Victoria goes, same as you. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Same as you. 
I, I just love it. I can't. The emotion, I can't. The depth yeah. of that actress. I mean, <laughs> honestly, give that woman an Oscar because it's just so emotional, and she's yeah. really like squeezing the last moments of drama out of it. Trained at Lane Theatre Arts, I'm just going to oh, say. Oh yes, <laughs> lest we forget. I've got um, a bonus line, which is um, Mel B going, "I was baby," just because we. <laughs> <laughs> just because me and my friend used to say that to to each other all the time i was baby i just love her accent so guys i asked you if you had any ideas for what a sequel might have been might still be um to give me a pitch now the idea from this kind of came from my previous guest john's podcast he had a podcast called beyond the box set where they he and his um co-host would talk about would imagine um sequels to things do you have a pitch for me I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to politely decline because I'm not for a sequel. I'm not for. Oh. Any, I'm not for any cartoon superheroes. I'm not here for Gem. Leave it in the past. I'm against really? it all. Really? Yeah, for sure. I, New I album? Get, like, no way. Okay. No, I think. I think not. And that's Glastonbury. Like, you know, Glastonbury, I'll take because it's a great with, with BB because it's a greatest hit. But I don't want. I don't. I don't want. I want it to stay in my memories and my heart. Fair. And I can yeah. understand that. I can understand that. Well, we don't. So, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just get my dossier out of uh, you know, nine hundred and forty-two page. Oh, here uh, we go. Here we go. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, I, I I took this question as being you know it, it was suspended in time. It, we weren't necessarily twenty-five years old. Fine. You know, absolutely fine. Yeah. Been afterwards. So I was thinking. Okay. Look, we've all been to Spice World, but next we're going to Spice Galaxy. And you'll remember, you know, those who watched the first film will remember, what about the bomb on the bus? And then, of course, just before Lady as a Vamp comes on, there's a big explosion. But what reveals itself at the start of the sequel, that that wasn't the bomb going off. It was actually the aliens returning and crash landing on Earth. Okay. And they capture Jerry. It transpires that the chief, Roger Moore, is actually evil and working for some corrupt uh, organisation. And he's behind the capture of Jerry. So she's transported to another galaxy. So now the Spice Force 4 have to, you know, enter this space race to get Jerry back. And, of course, they're flying through space, you know, a little bit like how Greece had the car and Greece too had the motorbike. Mm-hmm. Obviously Spice World had the Spice bus and the Spice Galaxy has the Spice ship that is hurtling through space. And I love the B-side from Too Much for Outer Space Girls. Oh, so perfect. Incessantly. Yeah. And then eventually they find Jerry and they have a massive, you know, concert in space. So, you know, I think you'll all agree that's, you know, even richer than the original. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I'd I'd watch it. I had an idea, but it was set in the modern age. It was set 25 years later. We're going to really lean into what's happening now. So it's all about trying to get Victoria back on board. Right. And so trying to get her to eventually appear at a concert, whatever. So Spice World 2, Mission Impossible. Oh, love it. Miss it. Or, oh, oh, I just got it. <laughs> That's a good or in some territories where like the pun wouldn't work or whatever. Spice World 2, the push for posh or Operation Posh, right? So they're the three working titles. And it's essentially the other four girls coming up with harebrained schemes to try and get Victoria back on board. But the, the thing is, 
it, her p- participation would be a heavily guarded secret. It would be a closed set. Nobody would know if she actually takes part in it. And of course she would. By the end, she would do like a performance at something. And uh, that's my pitch for the sequel. I think it could work. Absolutely. If not, it would be a great documentary for Netflix and the Netflix. Oh, yeah. there's a documentary coming as well, isn't there? Supposedly. Is that? Like a Netflix docu- retrospective documentary. Yeah. All right. So there's our wonderful pitches. Here are some unpopular opinions. Pop, pop, pop. Pop unpopular opinions. Okay, so this is the part of the podcast where we um, hear from our listeners and hear what they have to say about the topic. So here's what we received. So Chris asks, should they have released the glitter cut? Not at the time, obviously, but later as a DVD extra or something. Would you like to see whatever Gary Glitter had filmed was going to do, etc.? It's on YouTube. Oh, yeah, sugar. Okay, maybe he means should they release it? If it's what what happens? What happens? Nothing. He just pops on, looking gross, and then that's it. Okay, all right, fine. So Lucas says it's never too late for Posh's Oscar for best leading actress. Oh, here, here. Support, support all round. Sebastian says. I regularly watch the Victoria Nay Adams Beckham clips montage on YouTube because her performance is world class. The comedic timing, the effortless portrayal of self. VB is an underrated thespian, and I won't rest until a retrospective Oscar is awarded. See also. <laughs> see I also, completely agree. Man, yeah. That is a popular opinion. Yeah. See also. Let your head go. Video. So like shout out yeah. to that. I wish that was yeah. on Spotify actually. But, uh, that song, Chris. Victoria, it's everyone just wants to talk about Victoria. Anyway, Chris, Victoria driving the Spice Bus was genuinely hilarious. Great comic delivery by Posh. This movie is nowhere near as bad as its IMDb rating would suggest. Uh, Matt, we need a sequel with VB leaning in on the joke. Um, you know, see Mission Impossible, hopefully. Mm. Uh, Liam, I remember seeing it and the excitement was unmatched. Sugar Babes Overloaded says stupid and dumb. Only one funny moment when Mel B was Jerry. Now, that is a good moment. Un- unpopular it- opinion. <laughs> Absolutely I- Borderline I- offensive, I'd say. I think, <laughs> I think it's stupid in a good way. But anyway, Evan, iconic movie, so bad it's good. Is that okay? No, again, offensive. <laughs> okay. Mm, yeah. So bad so. it's good, amazing music. Yeah. Yes. Needed yes. on Blu-ray now. Matthew, lucky more cameos aren't now known uh, p words um oh. although there's definitely there's some dodgy ones uh, also posh steals the show there we go Agreed. andrew andrew says that spice up your life routine in the royal albert hall and the live say you'll be there rehearsal there you go that's just what he yeah. says I, I assume he means they're very good which good. They are very enjoyable moments i like them a lot and then finally pierce says never seen it am i a bad gay absolutely he's not even a gay 100 i think pierce Come over, we'll watch it. And uh, well, unless you're like twenty pairs or something. No, he's you know, my age. He's my age. Oh um, right, what? Slightly, slightly younger, but he was definitely of age in 1997 to see it. So yeah, um, if he can find a VHS player, I'll send him one of my tits. <laughs> so now it's time for the quiz. Is it a quiz? Yes. Is it a quiz? Yes. Yes, it is. I know. It's a quiz. Let's go. Okay, we're doing things a bit differently this time with the quiz, guys. We don't have easy, medium, hard questions. Oh. We just have a quick fire. I did 25 questions. It's a lot. Oh, my God. But (laughs) if you um, get the chance to answer and it's not quite right, the other person has a chance to steal, okay? It's all just for... Oh, my God, I'm so stressed. (laughs) Don't be stressed. I'm so stressed. (laughs) 
Okay, here's the first question. Uh, quick fire, let's go. In which order are the girls introduced in the opening credits? Dan. Dan, go for it. Emma. No, Paul, you have a chance to steal. Right, so I'm going to say, first, uh, top of the pops, you mean? No, so like on the screen, the Bond girl, the Bond oh. girl thing, like their credits come up with their names. Mel B. Yes. Mel C. No, unfortunately, it's Mel Fuck. B, Emma, Mel C, Jerry, Victoria Beckham. Moving on. Finish the sentence Clifford says when Emma accuses him of not loving them anymore. Oh, yes, I do. I love you like... Yeah, I love you like a lioness loves a wildebeest. A wildebeest loves a lioness. Thank you for the answer, Paul. Do you have anything to better that? No. Okay, Dan, you get the point. I love you like a wildebeest loves five lionesses chewing at his legs. Moving on. What colours is Mel B's outfit when they're in the tour bus at the beginning? Paul, purple. Orange and yellow. Never mind. Okay, Shit. question number four. What's the name of Nicola's ex-boyfriend? Oh, Dan? Dan. Um, Paul. No, Paul, do you want to steal? John. <laughs> no, Trevor. No, question number five. <laughs> what is Jerry's imaginary daughter called? Uh, Paul. Paul. No, Demi. No. Yes. Oh. What? Oh, maybe she has more of the kids. Hey, where she goes, Brucie, Demi. I have Gloria. I'm gonna my give... Gloria says, yeah, that's uh, right. My yeah. Gloria. My Gloria. But is yeah. Brucie and Demi her children as well? Because in, well, if, we if that's the case. They could be her other oh, children. This is controversial. I think I'll give you the point. Moving on. What's the name of the tabloid newspaper run by Kevin McMaxford? Oh, Paul. Dan. Dan, you made a noise first, even though it wasn't your name. Go on. I don't know it's wrong, Daily Planet. No, Paul. Is it the Daily Record? No, the Daily Event. Ah. What number bus is the Spice Bus? Dan! Dan. 19. Correct. In the film pitch, what ambition does Mel C have? Dan. Dan. To be a, uh, an Olympic ski jumper. Yeah. What action does Emma do after she says, train spotting Spice? Dan. Dan. <laughs> she yes. puts her fingers to her, which in latter years, so I, I'm putting both fingers over my eyes like spectacles, which is, would later go on, one of them, to be Jerry's look at me. Oh. Yeah. Okay, question number 10. When they're dressing up, who plays Danny and Sandy? Dan. Oh. Emma and Mel C. <laughs> yeah. I'm not quick enough. When they talk about ordering a man like a pizza, what's Victoria's Dan. order? Oh. Dan. So what was the question? Oh, oh no. Paul. No, no, no cheese. No cheese. No, 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 no. Paul. No cheese. <laughs> Yeah, and no cheese. Somebody says that, but that's not Victoria says. That's, that's Mel B who says it, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, oh, something about a nice pair of loafers. No. I'll give it to you. I'll Damn give it. you the point. Deep pan, six foot, green eyes, pair of loafers and no socks. What is the context of the line? Gosh, you're fat. Dan. Dan. They're talking to Nicola about her no. being pregnant. Sorry, oh. no. Oh, this... Uh, oh, would you like on. to steal? Uh, yeah, wait. Uh... <laughs> Sure this is, I'm even stressed and I know all the answers. Oh, Dan, can I go again? Well, Paul has a chance. Paul has a chance to I stay. can't remember. I, I'm too okay. drunk. Dan. Do I get to go? Yeah. When they're in the woods and they're the aliens and they're poking the alien. Victoria's oh, yeah. signing the alien belly. Correct. My worst okay. scene. Number 13. What is Mel B's role in Spice Force, Spice Force 5? Paul. 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 Explosions demolition expert. Yes, correct. <laughs> What kind of Sarnies does Mel C say nobody likes during the bus trip with the fans? Too Paul? obscure. Yeah? Prawn cocktail? Dan. Go on. Tuna? Mm, 
fish paste. Oh, I like fish paste. Okay, moving on. Which three things do the girls say are more important than gigs during the argument with Clifford? Again, your favourite scene, Paul. Dan. My favourite moment. Damn it. Dan. Friendship. Yeah. Fans. No. Paul. Friendship. Yeah. Family. <laughs> no. Bear bears. Bear give down the point. It was self-respect, our freedom. <laughs> oh, oh, that's it. Oh, right. Yeah. What does Mel B use as a microphone when they perform Wannabe in the cafe? Dan. A, a, a sugar shaker. Yes, correct. It's question number 17. What's the name of the cafe? Dan. <laughs> Brian's. No. Uh, Riverside. Riverside? A rendezvous. What does Emma say she does in an emergency? Dan, call my mum. Correct. What song does the bus driver hum to himself while he's outside the hospital? Dan? Mama. Yeah, you need to answer quicker. Okay, fill in the blank. (laughs) (laughs) Only thinking time afterwards, sorry. Yeah, fill in the blank in the newspaper headline. Mac Maxford sacked in blank scandal. Go on, Paul. Jacuzzi. Correct. Yes. (laughs) Question number 21. What's on the registration plate of the bus? Dan. Go on. Spice bus. No. What's the Uh, reg number? Is it... Is it 5-P-I-C-E? It's five girls. Five girls. Yeah. I can't give it to you, unfortunately. I'd love to. Question number 22. What colour are Mel C's trousers during the final performance? Dan. Green. Yes. A quite unpleasant shade of green. Not a performance (laughs) outfit. Question number 23. When Emma and Jerry say, all right, sweetheart, to Claire Rushbrook, who plays Deborah, which film are they referring to? Secrets and Lies. Correct. Yes. Question number 24. Who spots the couple snogging at the back of the cinema during the end credits? Dan. Victoria. Dan. Correct. (laughs) I feel like I was, but I feel, oh, go on, sorry, I haven't finished. Oh, you reckon that was, was that a a lag situation? No, 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 carry on. (laughs) (laughs) What's the very last word spoken in the film? Dan. Bus. Correct. You both yeah! did. You both did amazingly. Dan is the winner, but you both did fabulously well. Well done. Sorry for distress. <laughs> Let's move on. It's time for some. We can all take a breath. Uh, we can chill. We can relax. <laughs> it's time for some recommendations. The show is coming to an end, but is what we would recommend, my friend. Paul, do you have anything to recommend to us? I'm just getting over the quiz, Kevin. Give me a minute. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I do have a recommendation, and it is The White Lotus Season oh. 2. It's so amazing. I don't know if you've yes. watched any of it or Season 1. I've, I've watched both, yeah. Dan, have okay. you? No, uh, it's on my list to watch over Christmas. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. so no spoilers. But, Paul, did you prefer Season 2 to Season 1, or what's the crack? I absolutely did prefer Season 2, but I love Season 1 so much. Mm. I love season two even more. Uh, I insist you reserve a day between Christmas and New Year. It's perfect Crimbo Limbo watching. Uh, yeah. Gorgeous setting, superb acting, amazing characters. Jennifer Coolidge, oh my God. It's absolute perfection. Yeah, there's lots I want to say, but we can't. But no. yeah, were you satisfied with how season two ended? Very much so. Very okay. much so, yeah. Good, because yeah. they really yeah. set up a lot of things. And I think I think it was satisfying. And I read... What? Who did you fancy the most in season two, if anyone? Oh, uh, definitely Albie, I think. Oh, did you? I really went off Cam. Yeah, just asshole vibes. I really, I really fancied the Essex boy. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, well, yeah. hashtag trigger. That's you all over, isn't it? <laughs> 
Fair. Okay, and yes, Dan, season. you should watch The White Lotus. I'm looking forward to season three. Seasons one and two are both excellent and they're short. I can't do like 20 episodes. Like these no, are six, short seven and episodes. Snappy. Perfect. Great. Dan, what's your recommendation? My recommendation for a great stocking filler is the bio- autobiography, Who I Am by oh, Melanie yes. C. Now, I got it when it came out a couple of months ago. I went to the the launch at the Barbican and the interview mm-hmm. with Clara Ampho. Um, I've also listened to it on Audible. Um, it's read by the author, the lovely Melanie Chisholm herself. It's really nice to listen to it, actually. You know, a couple of years ago, you wouldn't have thought that Mel C would do a biography. Um, mm. So it's really nice to hear her story. And uh, yeah, I loved it. Added it to the rest to catch a fire. And we've just got Bunton there to uh, release her memoir and we'll be done. So yeah, look it up. Any any highlights you want to tell us about uh, particular insights or standout moments from the book? I think the thing is, I, you know, I always remember it being a Spice fan and being really quite sad that Mel C in the early noughties distanced herself so much from it and she couldn't be proud of it and she it felt like she didn't want to be friends with the girls and it sort of really imploded everything that I loved about the Spice Girls. So mm. just to see her journey through it all and just understand now, you know, being 25 years on from that period myself and just knowing what we all go through, it's just a really mm. cathartic process to sort of see, you know, how she dealt with it. And, okay. you know, every I'm totally at peace now with what happened in, like, the Spice history, you know. Okay, I've written good. it that way with Joe, but, you know, I'm at peace because they're all at peace as well. <laughs> okay. And when Spice Galaxy is made or <laughs> the push for posh, whichever, whichever treatment gets the green light in Hollywood, <laughs> we can all look back with fondness over the whole Spice history. Yes, of course, of course. I'm going to recommend The Traitors. Uh, I don't think you've watched it yet, have you, Dan? Have you watched it, Paul? No, it's on the list. I really want to watch it. Oh, it's very good. Oh, it's very, very good. So uh, people don't know the premise is like there's, I think, 20 or something people in a mansion. Uh, Some of them are given the status of being traitors to everybody else. The rest are the faithful. And unlike a lot of these shows like The Mole and stuff, which was on Netflix recently, as viewers, you know who the traitors are. So you can see it all happening. And in every episode, they have this big showdown where everybody votes on who they think a traitor is. And it's very, very high, high drama. There's some great characters. It's Claudia Winkleman is having the time of her life, camping it up. Um, is it like a challenge show? What what genre is it? Is it reality? Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's, a, it's a reality show. They have challenges yeah. in the episode, but to be honest, I don't really pay that much attention to them. I'm just waiting for like the showdown and the big accusations to happen. But it's very dramatic in a really good kind of reality TV way. I'm surprised Claudia's done it, to be honest. It doesn't seem like her thing, but she's very good yeah. at it, apparently, so I'm looking forward to it. It's a, it's a bit nasty. Like, yeah, it's a bit like... It, she, and she's quite she's not her bright and bubbly self in it like she's got this persona of this kind of ominous kind of you know it's all a bit dark and a bit like backbiting and, and stuff like that has it, it's, has it's it all really dropped good. onto iPlayer or whatever you might watch no. in your country yeah or... yeah yeah no uh, yeah so on iPlayer the episodes come out three a week Tuesday Wednesday Thursday so they, we're into the third week of it now I don't know how much longer is left but there's like as of recording there's maybe seven episodes available but it's really worth getting stuck into it's very good Okay, let's get on to songs gay people like. So in this um, edition, I've asked you to add two songs to the playlist. They can be Spice related. They don't have to be. So, Paul, have you got two songs for me? I do have two songs for you. Um, <laughs> unlike last time when I completely forgot to add any Ask Club 7 songs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to add Justice for Never Give Up on the Good Times. Oh, fantastic. Um, 
one of my favorite Spice Girl songs, if not my favorite of all mm. time. Uh, ruined in the film by Michael Barrymore, but an amazing song nonetheless. Yeah, 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 very good. My second song, a little tribute, you know, I like the oldies, so a little tribute to Christine McBee. Uh, and that oh, is yes. And that is Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac. Very good, very good, very good. Absolute classic. Thank you very much. Dan? Well, my first song is um, Leader of the Gang, uh, Gary Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) That might not be appropriate. So my two songs, so I wanted to go with a Spice-related one, and I know the the playlist is, you know, probably more upbeat than Ballady. Yeah. I wanted to put too much in there. Ah, yeah. You can have a bit too much sometimes, and you just want to chill it down. And, you know, I know it's not your favourite one. I know every ballad apart from Let Love Lead the Way <laughs> is higher than that. <laughs> yeah. But I think, it, I think it's a gorgeous, uh, gorgeous ballad. And that's one that Mel C sings really nicely when she uh, does a few solo gigs. Yeah, and it is, it is the song of the film. And Spice is, Ballads yeah. are so good that actually I think it's still great. Like, it's just, as you say, not my favourite. So, yeah, it's very good. And then keeping it in the girl band family i mm-hmm. thought because we're talking about 1997 i don't think this is added but I had another girl band an eternal and bb winans and i want to be the only one oh. uh-huh. yes. that was yes. big at the time when spice world was being filmed and i love that we were alive at a time when the spice girls and eternal could coexist what a time success. what a time absolutely absolutely and if you're a fan of eternal keep an eye out on very soon episodes of Things gay people like, so that's a good precursor to Ooh. what's coming up. So, uh, thank you very much for that. Absolute, absolute classic as well. So, thank you very much. My song. So, I'm going to add two. Uh, it was dra- the Drag Race episode last time, and I neglected to add a single song by RuPaul herself. Oy. So, I'm going to just chuck Sissy that walk on because it is something of a banger. But the other song that I was going to do was never give up in the good times and this hasn't happened before where my song has been usurped so let me do a real time don't be sorry i mean it's a fantastic song and it deserves all the do you want step to me perhaps you know recently released no i don't like step to me i don't like step to me definitely not the ladies of vamp terrible song terrible song um, because because we'll never do an emma bunton episode and no disrespect to her but you know it's not gonna happen i'm gonna put on Cricket sing? No, I'm gonna put on maybe because I love maybe. So I'll put. Oh, did I not put that on before? That is the the best solo spice song. Absolutely, fact. not just my opinion. Fact, definitely up there. There we go. So we've come to the end of our uh, festive journey through this film, and also just having chats. And I've really, really enjoyed it. Thank you both very, very much. Thank you Thank so you, much, Kevin. I hope that we'll meet again. I hope we'll meet again in person at Mighty Hoopla. But I'm, also, I'm, I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> Kevin, can I just say, as someone who was on that first podcast, how lovely it has been to watch the podcast series grow. Oh. And I'm always very excited when I see a new episode uh, pop up. Oh. So looking forward to what's coming up and filling in the gaps of the ones that I haven't listened to. And yes. also shout out to your mum, who I also love. Thank and, you. you know, if she could give me a little shout out and maybe Paula a little <laughs> shout out as well. Yes, that please. would be great. Okay, maybe brilliant. a signed photo and a mug yeah 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 okay absolutely thank you very much for that that's lovely and uh, have lovely Christmases and I'll talk to you soon thank you Merry Christmas Spice Merry forever. Christmas everyone have bye, Christmas. Bye. Christmas. Bye. Right, bye bye Dan say bye oh bye and there we go thank you again to Dan and Paul 
I really enjoyed that chat. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Uh, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to follow us at Gay People Pod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Also, if you did like it, if you could, I, I don't, I don't want to be asking for things, but like, if you know someone who like, you know, likes podcasts and likes this kind of stuff, you're like, oh, this, this podcast is quite good. So if you could do that, that'd be cool. And um, that's it for now. Um, I'll hand you over to my mom. Uh, she's not very well, uh, not in the same way as me, thankfully, but of course she could not miss a, a opportunity to make an appearance on the podcast. So I'll hand you over to my mom. Thank you very much for listening. Have a lovely Christmas. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Looking forward to that one too. What can I say about it that would give you a hint? I am blessed to be doing this episode next. Hi, it's editing Kevin here. Uh, just realizing that I already said in the episode what it is. So yeah, it's eternal. And also, I've just watched the last episode of the trailers. Um, stunning. But yeah, I'll hand you over to my mom. Um, for this, I sent her the Spice World trailer to see what she made of it. And also just asked her what songs she knows by them off the top of her head. So I will hand you over to my mom. Thank you again for listening. Happy Christmas. And I'll talk to you next time. Or next year. <laughs> Hi. A big Christmas hello to everybody out there listening to the podcast. I know this one is about the Spice Girls and I looked at the clip of the movie and it seemed like it was very good. Lots of action and singing and dancing and all the rest of it. If, if, if I could think of any Spice Girls songs, it would probably be Stop Right Now or Tell Me What You Want, What You Really, Really Want. And I'd give you the bar of it, except... I can hardly talk at the, mo- at the moment, not to mind sing. And I'm really sorry about that. A big shout out to Dan and Paul. I know you listen all the time. Sure, look at isn't it great to have fans? Thank you very much. Enjoy Christmas, everybody. And um, I'll see you in the new year. Take care. Bye. Things gay people like.